0: Savior to save Jesus who made a way Recorded by the Way in Brea, lead pastor Von Jarrett has a heart for the people at the Way and a desire to reach the lost. The waste production department prays this message is a blessing to you and that you find yourself closer to God through application. You're the light All right, everybody hear me? Good? Yes. Uh, another quick reminder, um, with announcements, remember that there's no life group this Wednesday, okay? Um, so reach out to your other life groups, uh, members, and just make sure that everybody's aware and knows. Um, you see the word gather on everything right now. It's stitched everywhere. It's, it's on uh, doormats, it's on pillows, it's it literally everywhere. Um, But actually, when we were gone for um, our furlough or a short sabbatical, um, God said, man, you guys take, and I really felt it in my spirit. Um, God said, man, you take the gathering for granted. The gathering for granted. I'm like, it's everywhere. We see it. We know we should be doing it. But man, our relationships actually regretfully relapse. So we do good for a good little while, but then we relapse because we take the gathering for granted. Yeah. So let's just remember that. So we can see it, we can post it, we can hashtag, gather, thankful, grateful, but if we don't live it and actually really enjoy it, no matter where we are in lives, we're just taking it for granted. Yeah. And that's, that's not what God has intended. He's like, just stay home if you guys are all. <laughs> Keep that attitude at home. Um, so I loved the journey that pastor took us on last Sunday, from longing to leaning in. So I'm kinda of gonna tag along uh, or piggyback right on that journey from longing to lean, leaning in. And I, um, I contemplated on that leaning in, the posture of it. It's, it's actually, you gotta get on the edge of your seats. So again, here's another, um, This is kind of the title, From Casual to Conquering. From Casual to Conquering. And please, this is not for, um, this is not for my fame or a picture on social media, but please take out a piece of paper and pen. It's not because I'm saying I'm a theologian or that I'm a scholar, but I promise you, if you just hear it, it goes in one time. But if you actually hear it, then see it, then write it, you have a better chance of actually Mm -hmm. sticking into your mind. And that's just even studying at school. When you're sitting in lecture and the professor's talking, I'm always like, can I record you? When I was in college, I'm like, can I record you? And I'd be taking notes because all the more, the more you can get everything to kind of interact, the more your mind will be able to receive really, really receive. So it's not when we say, take notes, listen to the message so that we can look good or that you can say, you know, who's preaching at the time, it's for your benefit. Even if you never look at the notes again, ever, you still have three times of chance to actually get it into your brain, okay? All right, so uh, I'm gonna get started. The actually leaning in that Pastor was talking about, again, it's a posture of eagerness. It's a posture of what's next, okay? And if you look at the posture of casual, it's actually the root adjective of casualty. So write this down. This is something that an acronym that I kind of live by. Casual and the ty stands for traps you. If you remain casual, it traps you, and you become a casualty. So from casualty to conquering, doesn't matter where you are in life. I understand I know most of you, actually pretty much everybody, but I don't know exactly where you are. Only God really knows what state or season you are truly in moment to moment. But let's kind of lean in. Let's start into this journey to Christmas, this next season, and actually into 2020. Leaning in, eager, okay? A a posture of moving away from this casual, sorry, can I have a a chair here? Anybody, Isaiah or Gilbert? Can you give me a chair and just put it right here? But moving away from casual or casualty into conquering. amen. Amen? There are two things that I got in my spirit um, over our sabbatical and furlough of things that, I mean, the Lord really dealt with me and that's okay. But uh, two things so that I can conquer life. And it doesn't matter if you wanna be a doctor, if you wanna be a pastor, a missionary, a barber, a chef, two things are super important. The first one is vision. The first one is vision. Everybody repeat after me. Sight, Sight. Sight. Is, the is the enemy of vision. One more time. Sight, Sight. Sight. Is, the is the enemy of vision. Sight is the function of the eyes. Vision is the function of your heart and mind. Ooh, so actually, whatever, wherever you are in life, whatever you see around you, I mean, you can attest to this, and you can re, we can all reassure each other. It's pretty depressing. If you look around with your bare eyes, with just sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, We live by faith and not by sight. Sight is the enemy of vision. And God has actually called us to be a people who see past what we actually see. Even when pastor marries people, he calls the men, hey, be visionaries. Share your vision with your wife, share your vision with your friends because the more you share it, people will remind you of it because as you lead, you gotta see past the season and the state and the surroundings that you're in. So sight is actually the enemy of vision. Vision can also be known as destination, okay? So when you're driving on a freeway, everybody, if you have a destination, if you are traveling to LAX, if you are traveling to San Diego, wherever you're traveling to, you have a vision, I got to get to that place. So it's also known as a destination. If you are secure in your vision, if you know where you're going, right? you know which exit to get off on, right? Yeah. But you, the, same, the opposite is also true. You also know which exit not to get off on. If you are a man or a woman of vision who want to conquer and be successful, if you have a vision, a destination, this is what you want to do with your life, this is where you want to be, it's a, it's a destination, it's a place, I got to keep going. No matter what it looks like, I know what exit I'm supposed to get off on, and you should know what exit not to get off on. Pastor Vaughn actually had a, a fatality on his—it's not his job. It's actually in um, all the across the nation in Florida. Um, this gentleman actually drove a forklift without being licensed or trained, so he doesn't—he doesn't know how to operate it. He thinks he does, but he doesn't know. Obviously, he thought, because he went in there. So anyways, he's driving along the road, and he actually hits a a car. And it was a Mercedes, and the person actually died. The forklift went into the car, and it caused a fatality, a a casualty. But why? Because he wasn't equipped, and he wasn't trained. He was operating something prematurely. It takes training. It takes equipping. It takes spending time in class learning. Do we spend time with those that we want to be like men and women that we want to be like your discipler. Do you have a tutor a life coach? Who do you call? Who is your mentor in life? Even as you go through college or high school, you got to see a counselor. You got to say, how do I get this degree in this area? And you got to take their teaching, you got to take their expertise and they will give you the direction on how to get that degree, on where to exit and where not to exit. Let's stop operating prematurely. Let's train seek time for tutor Naomi told me last week oh mom i'm struggling with math i don't get it i tell her go ask nate (laughs) he was just there last year don't ask me anything about um, math or whatever and so she asked Nate. nate's helping her she still doesn't get it so i tell her um she's like mom my math teacher tutors i'm like perfect immediately I get on my phone, I message the teacher, what time are you there for tutoring? Because Naomi is really struggling. She texts me back, eight eight o'clock, and it conflicted with band, band class. And I said, you can get back to band, but this is important. Math, training, tutoring. If a teacher is there on an extra time, on an extra day, taking time out of her schedule, Waking up earlier, you better take advantage of that tutor right now, and you can go to band later, or you can just tell, make sure. And she actually did exactly what I told her. She went to her band class really quick. She ran, you know, she's lightning speed. And so she ran to her band teacher, said, I can't make it today. I have tutoring. And he said, okay, no problem. Then she ran back to math tutoring, and she got what she needed to understand. She was able to get equipped, trained, tutored. If we keep doing things prematurely, we will get off on the wrong exit. We will start operating in machinery, in the kingdom of God, and we will cause casualties. Because it's premature. We will cause fatalities. Did that guy get in the forklift thinking I'm going to kill somebody someday? No. Who gets on the road and says that? Nobody right but we've all done it has anybody drove as a teenager without their license Mm -hmm. okay don't raise your hand (laughs) me and liz are like yeah it was me um but yeah if you operate in things prematurely if you're not fully equipped if you're not seeking tutoring there will be casualty okay let's move on from casual if your vision is from god if it's truly from God, you will be tested, to see if it is authentic. If God has called you to mission fields, he is going to test you. Well, you better go on a mission trip when it is hard, when you're broke, when you're starving, because he is going to prepare you, equip you for the vision, the destination of your life, what he created you for. He does not want us operating without training anymore. You guys kill people and we don't get into the kingdom. We don't serve into ministry for that reason. We don't even get married in order, saying in our minds, I'm going to kill my spouse Mm -hmm. and it's okay. No, we don't do that, but we still get into marriage. We still have sex before marriage prematurely not when God has designed and we cause casualty. We don't know that we're doing it on purpose and it's maybe unintentional, but we've got to get training in order to conquer. Here's a couple things that um, vision does. So actually in the Garden of Eden, the garden is not a city and it's not a place. Nowhere can anybody find it but you can definitely say that it is the presence of God. You can pinpoint it to the presence of God, right? The Garden of Eden. God never said that there was no evil. He actually told Adam and Eve, don't eat that tree because, or the fruit of the tree because I don't want you to know about it. Because once you know about evil, once you give it a try, once you touch her, once you sleep with her, once you sleep with him prematurely, it's going to create an appetite for more. And this is why. When you operate in sin, when you operate in wrongdoing prematurely, it's, it's wrong, right? It's so it's sin and sin doesn't satisfy. So that's why your hunger, it's not because um, anything else, but your hunger, you create a hunger for sin. Yeah. So you're constantly hungry for it constantly you start watching porn then you start looking at ladies down the street and it creates a hunger that's why scripture says blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness they will be filled and that's a promise we can stand on if you're not hungry anymore for the things of God check your appetite what are we doing are we operating prematurely? Are we getting into things that we shouldn't be getting into? Amen. Just let's check our hunger. If you are not married in this place, this is a little jewel that I got from the Lord. <laughs> um, Adam was made in the presence of God. So ladies, find your Adam in the presence of God. If you are an Adam in this place and you're not married or you're seeking for that, remember God gave you work before woman. So that's just a little jewel in the presence of God. If we don't get our roles right, if we do what he's supposed to be doing and she does what he's supposed to be doing, that's prematurely, that's out of order. And that's when things go crazy. That's when you get casualty and chaos. Vision actually simplifies our life. So I got something from God on our furlough and our sabbatical. He sat me down in times of prayer, and he said, what do you want? In 50 years, what do you want to see? I was like, 50 years? God, I'm 38 already. 50 years, that's 88. Who who lives that long anymore? I mean, I might not. I might not. He said, yeah, you're right. Your days are numbered. I know when you're coming home, but dead or alive, what do you want to see in 50 years? What is it? And I told him, and he was like, all right, write it down. And he's like, we're going to get you there. Mm-hmm. And then this is when all this stuff started coming to me at that time, sitting in his presence and actually, OK, let me write down my vision. Let me tell you what I want to see in 50 years. And he's like, all right, now we're going to get to work. And I was like, whoa, totally. And these are some of the things that he was sharing. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Some versions say the people cast off restraint. Because when when you have no destination, if you're not looking forward or working forward towards anything, you're kind of just loose. You live loosely. You're like, you're all over the place. You're doing this for a little while, then you're doing that for a little while. Oh, let me try this for a little... And when that's not what God has called us to do, He actually has a vision for you. We actually get off on the freeway. Oh, wrong exit. Get back on. Things take longer. Our lives are chaotic. It's out of order. It's a mess. Our God is not a messy God. Mm -hmm. He goes nowhere and leaves a mess. Never. Never in Scripture does He say, I'm coming over here, I'm going to leave a mess, and you guys say, no, no, no. God is a God of order. He actually does the opposite. He comes into situations and lives, and he cleans it up. There is no area in our lives that God says, oh, I want you to figure it out on your own. We're just going to leave this mess here and figure it out later. No, 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 that's people. God actually says he has a vision. I know the end from the beginning, and you know what he does for us? he actually sets it all up. Did you know he's in your future and he's setting it up? He's already there. Whatever you guys have in mind, your dreams, your vision, do you know he's in the 10th, uh, 20th year anniversary of your marriages? And it looks amazing. If you're single in this place, he is at the altar with your husband with your wife that he is creating for you. Don't get off on the wrong exit. Don't let your eyes say, yes, you might be lonely, it's okay, but remember vision. Sight, if you don't see him around or if, you, if you're losing hope like he ain't coming. I don't see nothing turning the corner. <laughs> I don't see things getting better at all. That's the enemy of your vision. Yeah. Say, nope, nope, I'm focused on you, Lord, and I'm walking, and I'm walking, I will not get off but Jesus is standing at the altar of some of the marriages in here, some of the future marriages in here, and he's like, come baby, come. Husbands, come, stand with me. Your wife is coming. I'm preparing her for you. Our God is a God of preparation. It even says in scripture that he is in heaven, preparing a place. He's not like this. Oh, you made it? Oh, wasn't even ready. Well, just grab a seat. No. <laughs> he's not like that. Yeah, yeah. He's not saying, oh, I, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's not, sur- he's preparing. He's a God of order. He's getting it ready. He's setting it up. In Genesis, he made the heavens and the stars and then he made the birds fly. He sets up the environment, the place. Whatever you wanna do, whatever the desires of your heart, you wanna be a music producer, you wanna be a mechanic, you wanna be a, a baker, it doesn't matter. You wanna be married with five kids, if that is the desires of your heart, He's setting up the environment. And then He's gonna create you and say, fly. He made the sea before the fish. He sets up the environment and then he makes a person. So he's setting it all up. Don't lose hope. Don't look around and say, nothing's ever going to change. This is crazy, I'm, I'm the only one around here. Like no, let's not be casual anymore. Lean in, be eager, sit at the edge of your seat and say, what is it God, what do you have for me? Or this is what I want God, get me there. Keep my eyes fixed on you. Vision simplifies your life. It simplifies it. It actually controls it. Cast off restraint, that means it's, I mean the the chains and the restraint is off. All rules apply. You live loosely, you're whatever. But vision actually controls you, It, it keeps you Focus, steadfast, strict, and that's not a bad thing. It gets you to your destination. Vision actually decides what you do with your time. If you want to own a boutique one day, you will not sit around binge watching Netflix, right? Vision actually decides, and we should be writing this down. So first, vision decides what you do with your time. It's not that it's controlling you, but it's keeping you restrained. That's not a bad thing. It's training. So vision decides what you do with your time. Second thing, vision decides what you do with your energy. If you want a college degree or a PhD, then your energy needs to go into studying, not clubbing. Your energy needs to be at home. Your mind needs to be focused on studying. That's your energy. It's where your energy should go into. If you want to see your grandchildren, your energy should be in the gathering. It's where you place your energy. Not dancing on a Friday night. You're exhausted, exhausted for church on Sunday. (laughs) Just kidding. Vision decides how you spend your money. If you want to be rich one day, vision, the destination, if you want to be rich one day, then you can't be eating out. It trains you. You actually could just go spend money on groceries and you make a meal. Does it restrict you because it's trying to keep you like this? No. He's saying, I'm just trying to get you to your destination. Vision, last last one, decides and should dictate your company. Vision decides and dictates your company. If you want to be a successful mechanic one day, then don't hang out with chefs. If you want to be a successful doctor, then don't hang out with movie directors. If you like to work with your hands and build, and work in construction, then why are you hanging out with accountants? If you wanna be successful at anything, just a successful Christian, Mm -hmm. you gotta intern. You gotta shadow. You gotta get tutoring. Ask questions. It's just like what we do in anything else. Who walks into Starbucks and you go behind the counter and you say, I own this place now. (laughs) They're gonna kick you out. But we walk into everything. And in the kingdom like that, we walk into relationships prematurely. We say, I own her, I own him, I own this. (laughs) You know what I mean? We get into things prematurely and we think it's like, no, God is saying, there's a lot of work that I need to talk to you with along the way, but here I got everything set up. And you know what he does? He's so awesome. He just comes backward to where we are and he says, come on, let's go. I'll walk with you. You're not alone. And then he kind of maybe speeds up and he looks back, oh, you've fallen. It's all right. Get up. But keep your eyes over there. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on there. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Stay close. Stay close. Remember your vision. Remember your dream. And this is why you guys need to gather around people who are excited for your vision. So it better decide your company. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 38. If we could all turn there, Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What did he do? If you look previously in that chapter in that scripture, the Lord gave her a vision. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Verse 41, and it happened. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 42, then she spoke out with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Vision dictates your company, you know why? You need to get around people who are stimulating your dreams. When Mary walked into that room, the babies leaped within each other, filled with joy. The dream and the vision was stimulated. She didn't try to go give birth prematurely and said it's the savior, we gotta have him now. No, she got around somebody who would be excited for her who would make her birth, her baby in here, a vision, leap with joy. Get around people who will encourage you, who will excite you, who stimulate you, who stimulate your dreams. There are four groups of people in your life. Write this down. There are people who add to you, There are people who subtract or take away from you. There are people who multiply you and there are people around you to divide you. Surround yourself with those who add and multiply. Do you love the other ones any less who are taking from you or sucking the energy out of you? who are saying, let's go uh, hang out over here when you have to study? Do you love them any less? No, not at all. But in order to get to where you wanna be, Amen. you better be a smart. You better be smart where, who you surround yourself with. Amen. Take a look at this picture real quick. Tell me two things you see wrong with this picture. It's all blue, okay. First thing is the lion is alone. Second thing is the lion is in the wrong environment. It looks ridiculous, but we find ourselves in the same place, alone and in the wrong environment. How are you gonna conquer anything like that? Jesus was tempted when he was alone. When he walked away from the disciples to pray, you could say, oh, I just need to walk away just for a little bit. I feel a little clouded. I'm just tired. Well, no, let's teach you how to rest. Ask a tutor. Tutor, I'm not getting very good rest. You have any ideas on how I can, you know, sleep better, actually get peace? So that like, wakeful, wake, well, what are you doing with your energy? That's what your tutor's for. That's what your discipler's for. That's what men and women of God who are successfully saved, successfully saved. There are many Christians, many men and women who are saved and not successful. But Jesus was tempted by Satan when he was alone. Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, the wrong environment. Did God call him to go there? Maybe, and you might be called to go into the wilderness, but it's the wrong environment. Let it just be a place that you pass through. I'm getting to that. I need to get there. Just pass through the wilderness. If you find yourself alone, surround yourself once again. Again, if your vision is from God, it will be tested. You will go through the wilderness. You will find yourself alone. You will be lonely. You will get angry. You will lose hope, you will grow weary. If it is from God, if your calling is from God, if your identity is from God, it's gonna be tested to make sure that it's authentic. That is what happened in the presence of God since the beginning of time. Eve was found alone. And the snake came in, made her doubt and think and say, And make her ponder oh you know maybe god didn't say that and the the snake is circling her did he really say that are you sure are you sure you've been called to be a pastor are you sure you're supposed to be a doctor an orthodontist are you sure about that i don't know things don't look right things don't look good are you sure you've been called to be married Oh, I don't think so. I haven't seen a a new visitor come in that church in a long time. (laughs) Are you sure? Are you sure you're supposed to stay a virgin? Oh, just give it a try. I mean, it's crazy. It's not normal to be homosexual anymore. Give it a try. Did you know that that's what's happening in our schools? That our girls our peer pressure to kiss another girl, that our boys are peer pressure to kiss another boy. If you are a homosexual, I mean a heterosexual, you are not normal. And that's what the enemy is causing in all of us. Did God really say that? Did he? Just sit back. Just ponder. Take, relax. Relax, let's be casual. No need to rush. You don't have anywhere to go, do you? It's gonna make you rethink. It's gonna make you doubt. The second thing that is really, really necessary is discipline. Discipline. If you don't have any self-discipline, self-imposed discipline, you will be all over the place. Discipline is actually what tells you and what keeps you in line, keeps you on the road. Discipline, nope, don't exit, don't exit. All right, all right. But it's self-imposed, self-discipline for self-improvement. We don't stand up here constantly behind the microphone, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, pray, pray, fellowship, fellowship. For what? For no reason? No. It, it, gives you a hunger for discipline. Oh, I can do this. Develop some self-discipline, some habits that turn into discipline. Self-impose it. And then you won't get mad when it comes from somebody else. Self-impose it. No, I can't talk to her. No, he's not good for me. No, that crowd, I shouldn't be there, is not getting me to where I need to go. Self-impose self-discipline for self-improvement. The problem is, honestly, is that we've been really bad managers. God gives us things, and we don't do well with it. We never do well with it. I shouldn't say never, but most of the time, he's like, no, 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 no. That's wrong. The parable of the talents. This is it. This is it. Success is actually predictable. God says, if you do this, you'll get there. It's biblical, and it's predictable. If you do this, you get that. We actually admire people with discipline, but we don't like it for ourselves. This is why, this is why we love to watch football, right? We love to see these athletes um, win some championship trophies. We'd love to see them all the way to the very end, but it's a discipline, hard work, and we admire it. We admire those who are fit. We're like, wow, how'd you lose 15 pounds? That's crazy. We admire discipline. You see somebody with a new car, a new job, or even just a little wealthy, you say, wow, that's so awesome. But it took discipline. It takes discipline to pay your car note, to pay rent, to have a home. It doesn't all just appear, but it's predictable. You, you do what you need to get done. You put in some effort, the effort, and you stay focused on the destination. And you'll get there. You'll be successful. You will conquer. You will conquer the parable of the talents. In Matthew 25, I don't need to read all of it, but he gives, he gives some people uh, five talents. He gave another one two talents, and then he gave one one talent. Did he love the one with five talents more than the one with one? No, not at all. But it's what they did with it that mattered. The five, when it invested, got five more. The two, when it did something about it, with it, got two more. The one dug it up and waited for the owner to come back. Oh, making sure nobody takes it. Just making sure it's OK. Super casual. And the owner comes back, which is God, and says, what did you do with the talent I gave you? What did you do with the vision I implanted in your mind, the dreams, what did you do with it? Oh, I just hit it, I thought it was, gonna, I thought it was just gonna happen. I thought it was gonna be like, this was just gonna come to life, right? Make dead things come to life? No. He's like, that's salvation. Everything else, you gotta work for it. Be a good manager. Manage, invest. Success, wealth, health, it's predictable. Let's not make it so complicated and God never meant for it to be complicated. God is not hiding somewhere. God is not saying this is too hard for you. You have to huddle up in this little building or big building, this mega church, and just continue to try. No, no, no. I've given you everything you need. Given you all the resources, I've given you talents, I've given you dreams, I've always wanted to be a photographer, get it done, figure out how can I improve it, discipline yourself, when you want to hang out with family and friends, oh no guys, I got to work on this, I got to study this, I'm not getting off of the wrong exit, I got a destination I want to be at, We're angry when discipline comes from other people, but especially from God. But it's actually the Bible uh, that is the right way. In Revelation 3, 19, it says, those I love, I rebuke and discipline. Those I love. We've received discipline out of love, out of fear, out of order. But when it comes from men and women of God, your tutor, your mentor, your life coach. It's out of love. And it's just because you don't have all of the discipline, self-discipline for you yet. It's out of love. Don't be so afraid of discipline. And then immediately after, he says, and then take a break and repent. Oh, just kidding. He says, be zealous. Sit on the edge of your seat. Have a posture of eagerness. We don't give Jesus any elbow room. He's like this in our lives. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, there's clutter everywhere. Our lives are a mess because we have no vision, no dream. Nobody's around us filling us up, stimulating it. He's like this. Oh, good Lord. We don't give him no elbow room. We have cast off restraint and we live loosely and things things are cluttered. Does the sun still rise when it's raining? Yes, but clouds are in the way. That's the only thing, you just can't see it. But remember, sight is the enemy of vision. The sun still rises when it's raining when it's flooding. So a lot of things can be clouding your life. That's the reason why you can't see the sun. It's the reason why you can't see. clean out your life, and that's what vision does. That's what discipline does. That's what tutoring does. Focus on this area. That's what men and women of God are supposed to do in our lives. If you haven't had that, it's been perverted, or you haven't asked for a tutor. Everything else is experience. Don't walk on this road to your vision or your dream just by experience. Oh, let me try it there. Let me try it here. No. No. It's discipline. He says, I love and I rebuke and I discipline my children. It's because I love you guys. It's because I love you guys. Same thing that healthy parents do to their own kids. Discipline. Does it make us love them any less? Your parents don't love you any less if you're disciplined. It's just to keep you on the right track. It's just to keep you on the right track. It's because they love you. And then after that, the second part of that verse is be zealous. Be eager to learn. What do children look like? And this is why I love teaching the children's church commercial, but (laughs) if you ever see children who most of the time are eager, what do they have? A ton of space. They're like this, oh, give me that over there. Oh, give me that over there. They're not casual. They're not laid back in their seats like this. They are eager to learn. Scripture actually says, the kingdom of heaven is not for the wise and learned. It's for the children. It's for those who have spirits like children, childlike faith. If we are broke, kids don't know it. If I ever go broke, when I was broke, my kids never knew it. They never knew it. You know why? It's because I placed a vision in them that was far beyond what they could see are beyond what they can see. We're not, no, we're not gonna stay here, guys. They don't need to know that. Let's go to the park. Let's get out. Let's make some lunches and have a picnic. Because we have somewhere to be. We gotta be disciplined. And just because it doesn't look so good, only the parents knew it. The kids were eager to hang out. The kids are eager to be around and learn and go. It's us who've been have had had such a casual posture for too long. It leads to casualty, fatality. Working and operating in businesses in ministry without any training, and we know that nobody goes into it thinking that you're going to kill somebody. But fatality happens. Fatality happens when things are run like that. But I have some really good news. Really, really good news. <laughs> Isaiah, can you come up? I have really good news and write this down because you will need to write this down and memorize it, understand it, know it, and you're gonna need to repeat it over and over and over again on this road to your vision and destination. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is more committed to your success than you are. He is so committed to seeing us successful, doing what we love, walking around this earth with joy, dreams fulfilled. He is more committed to your success than you are, than I am. He is putting in more work than you and I. Don't ever forget that. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be rich. He wants you to have a lot of family, friends, kids. He wants you to be married and happy. He wants you to have grandchildren running around your house. Fathers, he wants you to walk your daughters down the aisle. To their husbands, he wants to see all of that. He's preparing and setting the stage. He is more committed to this and success than we are. We got to remember that, and it's for his namesake. You know why he wants you to be successful and why he wants me to be successful? Why he wants your family to look good? Why he doesn't want you living in poverty? Nobody ever or sadness or depression, do those seasons come and go? Of course, we say the sun still rises, but seasons of rain still come. Those will come. But he doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to live there. He doesn't want you to set up camp for his namesake. Because once you say, I'm a Christian, He has now labeled you with his name. He is now your father. It's his reputation on the line. It's his. In Psalm 106, 8, it says, yet he saved them for the sake of his name to make his power known. Psalm 23, 3 says, he restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness For his name's sake, he is more committed to success. He is more committed to conquer than we are. Let's put in the effort, the discipline. And it's not that decisions make up your life. I know you've heard that your whole life. We could stand to our feet and get the worship team up here. It's not decisions that determine your life. It's the consequences of it. It's not if I go into this schooling, what will it do? It's the consequences if you don't go to school, if you don't go to college. It's not the decision if you love the boy or the girl next to you or if you have the love of your life and you wanna get married and you want to Be intimate with each other. It's not that decision that's gonna determine your life. It's the consequences of that decision. Is that person a man or a woman of God? Is that person the one waiting for you with Jesus? Or is that the wrong exit? Is that a consequence of the wrong exit? I'm telling you the person, who decided to get into that um, forklift, never intended for a fatality, never. I don't think he woke up that day saying, oh, today is the day, I'm gonna really hurt somebody. No way. So it's not the decision that he made, it's the consequence of that decision. Always think like that on this road to your vision and destination. What are the consequences? Exhaust all of it. If I do this, if I don't do that, exhaust all of your resources. Well, what if I don't do that? Well, what if I become lazy? What if I don't go wake up early today? If you're not, what if I'm not disciplined to do this or that? What if I don't get the training? Think about the consequences, not the decisions. Let the decisions come and go. But do things based on consequences of every decision in order to be successful, in order to conquer things, in order to to stay on the right track. God, I thank you that you are not casual. Everywhere we've needed you to be, you've shown up, you've cleaned it up. You don't sit there Lord and have this casual kind of posture. It's a leaning in. It's I stand at the door and knock. You're leaning in. You are eager to save. You are eager to change. You are zealous. Even a disciple who came and said, no, that's not going to happen that way Lord. You're not going to be murdered not gonna be crucified. You said, get behind me, Satan. You are a God with a vision. You're a God of preparation, not of casual effort. You're zealous for me. You're zealous for them. You're zealous for our kids. You're zealous for our careers. You're zealous for our homes. And it's for your name's sake. It's not for our reputation, it's for yours. We rep you now. We represent you now. We are ambassadors of your kingdom. We are your children. Don't let us stay stuck, Lord. Remind us of what you go through, how high you climb. Help us, Lord, in every area of our lives. Every area. Some of us are students. You can bow your heads and close your eyes. You know where we are, Lord, the roles we have. Some of us are students. Some of us are engaged. Some of us are married. Some of us are single. Remind us to lead ministry. To stay on the track, even in singleness, being completely devout to you. Celebrate and devout. I was nowhere you came to my rescue. From the grave I've been raised. When I needed a Savior to save me. Jesus, you made a way. I- thank you for listening the way would love you to visit our church at 451 west lambert road suite 204 in the city of brea our service times are sunday mornings at 10 a.m and wednesday nights at 7 p.m for more information please visit our website at www.thewaybrea.com or you can download our church app by visiting your app store and searching The Way Brea. Be blessed.